Hey everyone, Joel here from the Empower Good Podcast. Super stoked about today's episode with Andrew Lermsider, a thoroughly successful online entrepreneur, business marketer. And I know that a lot of us are digital content creators, but we're gonna learn so much about the importance of really connecting and taking our listeners beyond just the episode and the show. Here we go. Welcome, Andrew Lermsider, to the Empower Good Podcast. I'm really excited to have you with me on the show today. Uh, thanks, Joel. I appreciate it, and I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here. You know, after meeting you, I was like a week or so ago on Instagram, uh, yeah. I would just, I've been consuming your content. I've been blown away by your, your, your experience, your passion. I even see the smile right now on the camera. Just <laughs> the energy that you have in helping other people with their businesses, and that's kind of like your passion. Why don't you give us a little bit of a background? Just, just summarize, what do you do? What have you done? Uh, give, us, give us the pitch. Sure. So, um, yeah, man, I've been building business. And by the way, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, that's why I do what I do, because I actually really love marketing. Like, I, I love sharing the information. And uh, I've been building businesses online for probably about 18 years now. And um, I would look at myself as a bit of a, a conversion rate expert in really understanding how a business can generate more leads and more sales in what they do and how they can maximize the relationship with their customers. And really, you know, in the end, a better customer experience generates more revenue to your business and generates happy customers. So like I said, I've been doing this a long time and I've been in probably every niche you can possibly imagine um, just to, to tout some of the, you know, the, the stats and numbers of the things I've done. I guess it's close to $600 million in sales that I've been some way responsible for or directly tied to, whether it was my businesses or my clients. So uh, again, like I said, I'm not some guy that reads the information. I'm actually a guy that knows how to implement it and helps companies do it because part of my, what I do is I show the information like you said uh, you saw on Instagram, but I also consult for businesses and help them scale. Well, first of all, I, I feel honored and privileged uh, to be talking to you with such great an, an experience. And uh, I wanted to start off, you know, with uh, kind of how we met. And before I, we, we, we go there, Something that's really important for anyone who's doing branding or putting out a podcast or a blog or a vlog or starting a business or doing some kind of marketing online is I've always heard that whatever you're doing, when you're presenting a message, you want to do something that stands out. Sure. And I wanted you to comment on kind of how we met because, you know, I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I feel really privileged to be able to talk to you here. <laughs> how do we meet? How did that stand out to you? And again, I just, you know, I just, I just humbly do that because that's I, what I like doing, but go ahead, take us there. You know, I, Joel sent me a direct message on Instagram and I, I have never gotten a direct message like this. He sent this short little video and you can see that it had just true integrity and it, it, he really was just literally trying to connect. And it was so good that I was almost a little bit confused. Like I'm like, was that like a stock message you sent? Because it almost was too perfect of how genuine you felt, but it literally drew my attention in. It cut through all the clutter of every other junk of, you know, a DM I get. And you literally caught my attention instantly that I was like, I want to talk to this guy. And that's what people need to do in their marketing is have that sincere 
which is the tough part, that sincere connection. And people will listen when you do that. 100% agree. And I didn't want to point that out to, uh, to fan my own flame over here. But I wanted to do that because I think that's an important topic that we can just dive into here real quick. How, how do you catch somebody's attention? How do you, uh, and actually, like you said, care about the customer? And in our case, our listener or the reader or, who, you know, for as someone who's a creative. Well, you know, here's the thing. I think a lot of people miss the point where they think it's one touch point that happens. Now, in your case, what you did, it was kind of like one touch point because it just stood out so greatly. You don't have to do that every time to be the person who just stands out so far from the crowd. It's not always easy to do that, right? But if you form a connection and you form a value of information that you're providing back to people and you set the right systems in place in your business where you can follow up with them, right? So I'm a strong believer in not, not hoping and praying that your marketing will work, actually having systems in place that will make it work. So whether it's retargeting, when someone comes to your website, that you can follow them back up, whether it's an Instagram and Facebook or other just general website retargeting or getting an email from someone, right? And messaging them back and not always trying to sell them something, but providing value in information so that when you maybe do have something to sell or you want them to listen to your podcast, they feel like, you know, this person's given so much to me. I love listening to what they have to say. So you have to form that connection. You don't have to be as brilliant as you were in your communication. That really stood out, by the way. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know, and for those listening, many of the people that follow, you know, listen also follow me on Instagram. And when they followed me, they also got a direct message. And, uh, I, I think that's something that I just, I knew that I needed to connect with my audience, but at the same time for me, it's just very efficient because to write out all that I said in that 15 second video would take forever. So it actually is more efficient on my side. The time that you spend texting all that stuff and by yeah, the way, my thumbs yeah. start hurting after a while. You're so right. You're right. It's more efficient. And by the way, you're more efficient, but at the same time, wow, like you just make, you stand out and you, you make such a better. Agreed. You know, I agree. Uh, one thing that, I, that, I, that I'm kind of debating and I'm trying to figure out how to do is how to, because most, most of the people listening to this are doing, they're giving away information for free. They're, they're doing a podcast. They're, they're doing a YouTube channel. You know, there's many back-end ways to monetize, but how do you, because I mean, your audience listening, they're just subscribers. And I'm like, I'm wondering like, who are they? What are they doing? Like, how can I communicate with them directly? So I know that, one thing is email, like what's a strategy that somebody can do from a blog to a, you know, podcast or YouTube to get them kind of like to become your, in, in your pool of, of people? Well, so let's just say you have to get their email, right? I, I think there's still, no matter what we talk about with communications today, I think chatbots are great and that's another, another vehicle for your outbound communication, but you need to have someone's email so that you can message them when you want to let them know about the things that are going on. There's still no stronger value to me than having a list, right? They always say the money is in the list. Well, it, it is in the list, right? And it's, I just heard a, a great interview. I, I forgot, I think it was the, it's the art of something. It was a gentleman who was running it. Who, oh, I heard of it. Yeah. And, and I think he kind of was, he had to leave the show. And he then had to basically go start over. Well, he had one really valuable thing. He had an email list 
of all his people, all his contacts and everything. And he was able to quickly build a new show up and build everything back up again because he had this list. So building a list isn't always the easiest thing, but if you're doing outbound marketing, and let's say you're running a podcast or you're running a blog, when people come to your site, you have to have something, some reason for them to opt in to give you their information. On top of that, they may not do it the first time. So how do you get them to do it again? You have to do retargeting. I'm a, again, I'm a believer in not trying to just get free traffic. There is no such thing as free traffic. Free traffic takes a lot of work. If you do smart things, you can set up a retargeting pixel on your website and you can pay Facebook to run ads back to that person again to bring them to an opt-in to get their email, right? And it's not expensive and it's not complicated to do. And that's the way you bring them in through one door, you get them back in through another, and then you, again, you try to get that email and then you keep forming that relationship with them. But that's key, man, you have to form a list. Absolutely. And I, and I understand what you're saying right here. Some, some of the people listening might not fully, and, and of course I can always go deeper myself, when you say, okay, the first thing you need to give them a reason to opt in. Let's really yeah. break this down. Like sure. for somebody that doesn't know what this is, sure. what does that mean? Like, what can you do? I mean, do you like, what do you, like you just, please Could, follow me, or like, what yeah, do you Yeah, sure. So let, let's say your, your podcast is helping people find their why and, and finding their passion, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say that's, you know, that's what your podcast focuses on. And I'm probably off a little bit on the details. What you can do, let's say on your site and even on your outbound communications, you know, and even on your podcast show, you could talk about it. You can come up with, let's say, the five tips or a checklist on how to find your why and find your passion, right? So they can download it and then they get it and now they're on your list and now you can start your regular communications to them. Do it very simply with a platform like MailChimp. And if you don't know how to write something like that, you can go hire a writer. You can put a job up in Upwork or go to Fiverr and say, I'm looking to create a report. This is the topic and they'll write it for you and they'll put it together for you. Like you, you don't have to come up with it yourself. Someone can help you to do it very inexpensively, but it has to be something that's genuine to you. Typically lists work great checklists or something along those lines, some sort of a simple little guide, you know, something like that, that people would be like, yeah, I'd like to get this little thing. And you've advertised it and you say when they go to, go to the website, empowergood.org or whatever slash, you know, worksheet or whatever, and then, yeah. or, or as a pop-up, as a pop-up, then it says, Hey, for the worksheet, put in your email and we'll email you the PDF or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. Now when they do that, right, they, the little pop-up comes up or again, a specific page on the site. Now also that comes up, they put in their email. Now you send them to another page and which this is something I would recommend. Yeah. Maybe a little video of you saying, Hey, thanks for downloading, you know, my guide. I think it's going to be really helpful to you. Check your email box in a little bit um, and you'll get it stay on the lookout for some amazing information from me. And, um, you know, I look forward to connecting with you and thanks for following and thanks for listening. That one little extra touch that you can put on the thank you page after they opt in would make all the personal difference. That, when you talk about cutting through the clutter, that's the kind of thing that makes a difference. Be like, I like this guy. He just like talked to me personally. That's a way you can do it in a scalable way, by the way. 
Absolutely. Because you're making a personalized message that, you know, they, they feel as though, thank you know, it's specific. Thank you for signing up for the five lessons yeah, to whatever. Exactly. And I appreciate you, you know, like I appreciate yeah. you taking time and wanting to hear what I have to say and appreciate you following. You tell people that and you sincerely mean it. They really listen. I love it. So now, so we, we, we've gotten their email yeah. now. I mean, cause I'm putting, you know, people might be putting out content on their blog and whatnot. Now, what do we do? Like what, what, like looking forward, I've heard of something called like the, the, you know, the first like five or six days, you have a certain sequence you put them through yep. to kind of like win them over. And yep. then after that long term, like how often should we be putting out emails? How often should we be doing all this to kind of like build a relationship outside of social media and the, and the, and the podcast or blog? Sure. So, you, you know, what I would call it is, is a welcome series, right? So your first email should welcome them to your list, set up what the expectations are, obviously give them access to the report, create that personal expectation and let them know that you're going to be delivering value. Now, in terms of the amount of emails, I think a welcome series, as long as you have content, right, to put inside, if you have nothing to put inside of it, don't, don't mail someone just to send nothing, right? So, you know, there obviously has to be some additional information, helpful tips, you can tell them about an interview that's come up or maybe a past one that you've done or a video you think is great. You can tell them about someone else that you saw that, that you thought was awesome, right? It could be another podcast show that you, it's okay. As long as you're delivering some sort of value to them, you can email people pretty often. And I can tell you, I know a lot of people now that are aggressive email marketers that firmly believe you should be mailing your customers twice a day. Now, really, that's a little aggressive for me. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit aggressive. But I think as you as, let's say, a podcast or a blogger, you should be emailing them in that welcome series, I think, three days in a row and forming that connection and then start to move to regular communications. It could be if you don't have a lot of content, go once a week. But you don't want to be sending out emails once a month. The problem is they're going to forget about you. And they're not going to be on the lookout for your information. And when it does come, you're just going to kind of be forgotten about. So you need to still always, as I look at, is top of mind, top of mind marketing. So don't be annoying. If you're providing value, you can email people as often as you want. I really like I'm that. List contact schedule like you do on oh. social media. Yep, right? yep. Same thing. Same thing you're doing in email. You can even take the posts. You can say, hey, I did a great post on this. And it doesn't have to be about you, but... It was a great post put out. Everyone seemed to really like it. If you haven't had a chance to see it, you know, click here and link them to the post or link them to a video. That's fine. That's, that's relevant. I really like that. And I think that's going to be really inspiring for our listeners who are trying to, you know, navigate through how do you build relationships long-term. Let's take a step back and ask, what's the difference between followers on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, maybe even subscribers on YouTube versus like a mailing list or like a text message list or that kind of thing? Like, why do we need to transition our people from the platforms of social media over to more like a, a concrete uh, email list? Well, first off, you don't control those platforms. So when those platforms change an algorithm, such as Facebook, right? There's a recent algorithm change that just happened not that long ago on Facebook. On a Facebook post, you're maybe lucky if you're your reach of your post will go out to maybe 5% of your followers. If you have a big fan page, it might be as low as 2%. And most, most people on Instagram and big guys, you've seen them now where they're saying, turn on notifications. They're pointing up because 
their reach has gone down. So what happens is if you rely on that your post is going to sort of catch wind and it's going to move through the algorithms of companies like Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat, I'm not a Snapchat expert, but they all have the same kinds of things going on, you're mistaken. You cannot control that. You, you don't decide. And when they change something, your reach might get greatly reduced or it might be based on having a great piece of content or not. So I, I believe more in build an email list, but, on, but sort of coupling that with what we're saying, if you have a fan base and you have followers on those platforms and you have certain pieces of content that you want to get out, you can run very small advertising campaigns to your followers, to your fans that will get to them. And that's how you can get the 100% reach or close to it on those channels. They ultimately... They just want you to pay, right? And it doesn't have to be a crazy amount. They really want you to pay though. They're not in the business to offer your followers all the information you provide without you having to pay a little something. Let's talk about self-auditing, looking for opportunities of growth uh, within a brand. Well, on a, on a self-auditing side, I think where, let's say, smaller entrepreneurs or solopreneurs struggle is that they try to do everything themselves and they are not very good at figuring out where they excel and where they don't excel, right? So I'm not saying you have to hire a million different people, but you also have to have a good understanding of what you are really good at and what your time is better spent doing. Because let's say you're a really great, I'm just going to be that you're a great salesperson. You just know how to close deals and that's what you do, but you're not really good at paperwork. Should you be really doing paperwork and trying to do calls together? Probably not. You probably should find someone to help with the paperwork so you can close more deals and you'll make more money. So I think the biggest thing I see is that struggle where they just don't know how to let go and say, you know what, that's not really my expertise or that wouldn't be the best efficient use of my time, right? You can always learn to get better at something. But you always got to think, where, where's your best use of time to grow your business where someone else can't do it? It's just that is you. That's what you do. And that's very, very important. One thing that's really important to, to think about when you're, when, you, when you're trying to grow something, it's a, if it's a business or a personal brand, is you got to, with the self-audit thing, for your business, you have to look at numbers. And that's something that I always, in the beginning when I was in a sales manager, I didn't look at them as much. It wasn't my strength, but my, my leaders kept, my mentors kept on saying, look at the numbers, look at, look at it, the, the average sale, the golden numbers that you have to reach every day to meet certain quota, et cetera. Sure. What's the balance between looking at numbers and then really not caring about numbers? Because hmm. I think, especially when you're moving into the social media and the subscribers and the likes and the listens, it can kind of, Yes, it can get to your head, but it, it overwhelms you because in some ways it does not really matter, but at the same time, it does matter. But at the same time, how do you do self-audit and grow and improve and tweak and twist to grow without letting that screw you up? What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think, I, I think you have to know your data. You have to know your information. You have to have baselines for it, whether it's, let's say you're posting on social media, you want to know the baselines of how many likes do you typically get on a post to know if something's good or not good or the types of engagement you get, maybe listeners on a podcast, how many people come and visit your, web, your website 
after you do a show or release a piece of blog content, how many people opt in. Like you need to know those numbers because if you don't have a base understanding of them, you can't tell if you're doing things right or you're doing things wrong or maybe something you did was, that was great. We should do more of that because it's resonating with our followers. What are some tools for like the solo entrepreneur, the solo creative uh, to be yeah. able to, 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 to really kind of, you know, like to, to monitor your podcast? I know that, for example, on Anchor and Libsyn, depending on, you know, as a podcaster, you can pay for some, some analytics there on Anchor. It's free. And I look at them and I'm really excited because we're at, right now we're at over 100 more listeners than last month. And it's our second, okay. month, which is really cool. And so I know what's possible now, you know, 80 something plus, uh, average listeners per episode. So I, I do look at those things, uh, to see where we're at and I know what's possible for the future. If it's going down, I'm like, why was that? You know, it's important exactly. to ask. Those but what is, what are some tools that a, that a solo entrepreneur can use in their website, their business? Like, how do you go through and even just really practically, like, how do you know what's going to be good for your, for your audience, for your customers when you're launching a web page or whatnot, like your home base? Okay, well, let's, let's back up a couple things. One step back on a website. In terms of, again, what as I look as the fundamentals of building a website and having a website is you need to really make sure the experience is right. And I know we're gonna, we'll talk about UI, but mobile experience is number one. So when anything we're architecting today, again, it doesn't, doesn't matter who it's for, you, we look at as what we call a mobile-first experience we make sure that mobile is being catered to first and foremost and that that customer has the right experience. The site loads quickly. The site is made for like, you know, you, at Facebook, they call it within internally, Facebook calls it thumb stopping, right? We all go through our phones and go through our feed and we're scrolling through and then we thumb stop like, oh, that's interesting. And then we engage. You need to make sure that your site is what I would say thumb stop worthy if there's content and that there are calls to action places where maybe they can engage to click into another page or as I'm saying opt in to download a report but whatever that is it, it does need to have the right type of experience that's designed first and foremost for a phone so that's that's a key thing there's a great little tool from Google it's free I'm a big fan of Google tools they're awesome and they're all free and big businesses use them and small businesses and it's all the same um, it's called Google test my site and what it does is you can put your website in this free tool online and it will run a little user experience on your mobile site and it will tell you how fast your site loads on a normal phone accessing, let's say, not everyone is accessing on LTE or Wi-Fi. They say 60% of people are accessing your site from 3G. So you're talking about a slower speed, and we all know if you go to a site, let's say you're on Instagram or Facebook and you click over somewhere from an ad and that page loads too slow for that website, we have no patience, we leave, you're gone, right? So. That's a great tool and what it does is it tells you things that are wrong on your site and actually how to fix them and it will tell you like how much traffic you're losing because of it. It's very shocking when you see that. That's one thing and then another thing, like I said, Google Analytics. It's a free tool. Make sure it's installed on your website. It's a little tiny piece of code. It's nothing and there are some training programs that Google has and you can look on YouTube for like basic information to understand but what I mean they know 
everything. They know what kind of device people are coming from, what country, what web page they got referred from. You can figure out what pages people come to on your site. And then they're like, oh, I don't like this. And they leave. So you can say, you know what? Maybe I need to make that page a little bit better. It gives you almost like the ability to look over someone's shoulder to understand what's going on. And again, that's conversion optimization, but you're looking at the data. So you, you want to see that and understand where people go and what's happening. And again, what the devices that they're on makes a huge, huge difference. That, wow, that was super valuable. I know I heard you mention some of those things on John Lee Dumas's podcast and I listened to it, but that right there was even more in detail and that was actually really inspiring for me because I'm actually in the process of redoing my website and I want to make sure that, you know, it, it has all the things that, that people need to have a good customer experience, a user experience. Exactly, speed, speed, build and design it. Think about mobile first on it. I don't know what platform you're building. I'm not a... I, I'm just telling you from a simplicity standpoint today and probably for your listeners, using a platform like a Squarespace, something like that, will give you the ability to design a site yourself that looks better, easier for you to maintain. While I know a lot of people use WordPress and WordPress is great because it's got a million different plugins, there's also a lot of downside to it. It is actually harder to make a nice looking site on WordPress than it is with, let's say, a platform like Squarespace that's also better optimized for mobile, better hosting, and simpler to, for someone to deal with. Yeah, I'm blessed to have a good friend who is my web designer, so uh, he, yeah, you he helps take care of it. But for for the for the solo entrepreneurs out there, Squarespace, Wix, uh, different websites oh, like that, much easier. Make it very easy to do that. What is the number one thing that we should be thinking about right now, especially with how media changes so quickly? and the consumption of it and everything. What's the number one thing we should be thinking about? Number one thing you should be thinking about. I mean, again, I'm telling you the, the list is just key. You have to have a way to connect back with your customers. I love it. I, I've really gained a lot of value personally as well. I know that my audience will as well because a lot of times we, we do a lot of inspiration on this podcast right here. Uh, and as well as practical, I do both. But I think just the fact that showing how important it is in the details and how, how we can really follow up, I think that's just inspiring in and of itself. Like a lot of times practical education is inspiring because you see how simple it is. There was an author that I read once that says that many would be willing to work or to get things done if they're only taught how to begin. And I feel like that's something, that's the value that you brought us today, Andrew, and I really appreciate that. How can people get a hold of you? So definitely follow me on my Instagram page. If you go to Andrew Lermsider, um, a lot of great content. I'm posting videos every day that have some really great, very focused marketing. I'm very technical and specific, but they're great tips that anyone can use. It doesn't really matter whether you're you know, a service provider like a doctor or you know, a real estate broker or my you know, big sweet spot of an e-commerce provider. You'll learn some techniques that will help you drive more leads and more sales to your business. Um, you can also go to my website. And if you're interested and you know, if you're a larger business and you want to find out how um, I can help you and what you do and set up a, what I call a strategy session, you can go to bookwithandrew.com. I love it. I love it. Everyone go check him out. He has a lot of resources, even on his social media, giving out those secrets on a daily basis. And uh, I've gained value already from watching your stuff cool. and listening to the other uh, things that you've been on, as well as, of course, talking to you here. I just feel, again, I'm very thankful for your time. And uh, it's been awesome. 
and awesome. uh, looking forward to staying in touch and uh, wish you the best, man. Wow, what an epic episode. Seriously, these episodes are getting better and better and better. And I'm just thoroughly thankful for the fact that you would take your time to listen and to be inspired and empowered. Go ahead and visit empowergrad.org for more resources as well. If you want to stay in touch and, and to really not miss any episodes or anything, go ahead and hit us up on social media as well as like, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on the platforms in which you are currently listening. Finally, just want to say a quick thanks to my Empower Good team, Karen, Ricky, Brian, and Jasmani. And until next time, do not forget to empower good. <laughs>